You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Alright, alright, alright. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. is not John Shannon. Good morning, kids and kittens. From high atop, or actually at the ground floor of the Radio TFI Executive Tower here in Queens, New York, I am your Uncle Ed Van Ness, coming to us soon, shortly. He's experiencing technical difficulties. Young John Shannon, he will be with us momentarily from the Great White North. Good morning, everybody. It is Sunday, January 9th, 2022, and we have a lot to talk about today. Not the least of which is uh, is uh, hashtag Big Time Professional Radio. As I said, uh, young Mr. Shannon is on his way to us. He'll be be with us as soon as he can uh, get his stuff together. Uh, here in the, here in the Great Northeast, we've suffered a wee bit of a, a, a cold snap. It's going to be brutal brutal in the next couple days we got snow your boy had a shovel snow which i can tell you right now i had to do not one but two vehicles one of them a high top van and i I, it's yeah it just wasn't pleasant i had to do that amount of work ladies and gentlemen boys and girls kids and kittens i present john shannon good morning sir and live from the radio (laughs) tfi infirmary what a pain. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Good morning. Tell us all about where you are. Well, right now I'm I am in the Radio TFI infirmary in uh, You're in the Mike King Minnesota. You're in the Mike King wing, aren't you? I am in the Mike King wing, yes, indeed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess the hospital didn't get enough of me uh, last week, so here I am again this week and probably will be for about another day or so. Just convalescing here, if you will. Well, as I, stuff. as I stated earlier to you, pre-show that is probably uh, that's a much nicer setup than you normally have in a normal studio. It's a big big chair. <laughs> you look yeah, really that comfortable. Com- <laughs> that's, that's oh, sp- you're right. I am very comfortable. Um, although I got one question to ask here. What? What's that, sir? We're we're alive and going. I'm just trying to figure out how, why we're not. Uh, uh, why we haven't uh, put out on. Uh, 
on the social media. So carry us on here for just a second. Uh, I will, because, because with that, you know what it's time for, John, your favorite part of the proceedings. Oh, of course. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Band-Aids, for all those boo-boos that you can get when they're poking around for blood. Uber closed the week at $49.93, down a whopping $0.42 from last week. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at $42.73, up $0.37 from the week before. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Ouchie! Ouchie. Yeah, I watched. That's right. I watched them draw John from blood, or uh, draw blood from John. Draw John from blood. Could be. It's hard to tell these days. The connection's not what it could exactly. be. And what a baby! I gotta tell you, he cried. Oh. He whined. Oh, whatever. He stamped his little foot. Well, only the one foot. Uh, the one yeah, that—that's the, the one that dangles from the big boy chair because he doesn't really, his feet don't touch the ground. Uh, oh, what a! And his lovely, lovely. Well, they don't uh, have to. Which, what you what you don't see in this uh, setup is the fact that my my legs are actually up. I'm in a reclining chair. Are you now? Both of them are up. Yes, yes, both of them are up. <laughs> Without going into too much detail. Uh, because I'll probably reference it. At least one of John's legs needs to stay elevated. So, and that's as far as I'm going to go with it. But the fact that he's got both of them up in the air, well, something tells me it's not the first time that's happened, Jen. You've had both legs up in the air and a lot of people looking oh, in. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> like I was starting well, to. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I was starting, to, I was starting to touch base on the fact the cold weather coming in here to the great northeast, and I was watching the local news the other day, and we're about to get walloped with some of that, uh, a bit of the uh, polar vortex, and they said, well, the last time that happened was February of 2019. You know what else happened in February of 2019? Your boy moved to the northeast. I got here on like the last day of that. It was brutal, brutal that day. And uh, I've basically been at home for the last two and a half days. Uh, step outside just to get some air, but there, there's no point in me going anywhere. That's that's for certain. What do you say, young man? You ready to move on here? With uh, we're going to do a lot of January sixth stuff today. We, uh, you know, we had that tragic, tragic anniversary this past week. This on Thursday. So we got a bunch of places we're going to touch on with that. Uh, I want to start with. By the uh, way, by by the way, just just to interrupt you just for a second here, while you're complaining about temperatures, well, what did you say it was about twenty degrees? Right now it's thirty six. Oh my goodness! No, no, no! Not today's oh not the problem. It's gonna. We're, we're not gonna crack out of the teens on Tuesday. So please send your cards and letters oh. too. To the big shiny building in Queens. It's currently six below here. Well, John, let me ask you a question about about Minnesota in general. Are there guards at the borders? Yeah. Are there guards at the borders? There should be. <laughs> but there's not. And you can leave any time you like. So, that being said, are we ready to move on, sir? Let's go. All right. So, as I was saying, January 6th was this Thursday. 
a lot of people viewed that day, that anniversary, very differently. Uh, I, I just want to start with, we're going to talk about President Biden's speech. We're going to play that, that wonderful clip in just a second. But here's a tweet he put out the other day, and th- this was part of the speech. Uh, this is from the official POTUS account, at POTUS. Here's the truth. The former president of the United States has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle, because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or constitution. That's Joey Boy finally coming out and taking some swings. Now, I appreciate the fact that he wanted to stay above the fray and he didn't want to get down in the mud with the with the great goblin, the great goo god. Uh, but good for you, Mr. President. Uh, more than about time. And, of course, I think the line that will resonate for quite some time to come during that speech was, he's not just the former president, he's the defeated president. And it's it's not just enough to read it. Let's play it. He's not just the former president. He's a defeated former president. Defeated by a margin of over 7 million of your votes in a full and free and fair election. There is simply zero proof the election results are inaccurate. Man. You know what I loved about that? What's that? The fact that he leaned into the camera when he said defeated. You notice that? I, I did. Yo, no, his body language was, by the way, I'm feeling so good about today, I'm actually opening up the phone line right now. Uh... Oh, well, geez, that's mighty, mighty nice. <laughs> it is mighty nice of me. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Well, he... then, I, then I will tell you that the number to call is 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428 if you want to get a hold of us live. Nothing else. Give us a call and wave and say hi to the – You can't. I guess I can't see a wave. But uh... Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, it was great to see President Biden – like you said, literally, physically lean into this. Enough is enough, and this is where we are right now. We have to start fighting back, and literally start fighting back. Uh, we we can't just let this keep going on and on and on. Uh, <clears throat> especially, oh, man, we have so much stuff here uh, regarding... Well, here, let's start Let's start with the fat man himself. Here's here's the Trumpster talking about his speech on that day last year. And just just try to wrap your head around the nonsense he's he, he's spewing. Everything was going beautifully. And then the election got rigged and stolen from the American people. And by the way, that's the reason they went in the massive numbers. They don't cover the numbers of people. They always show the capital with a very small, just a tiny percentage of the people that were there. They never show helicopter pictures of that incredible crowd because it was the largest crowd I've ever spoken before. I've never had a crowd. I've never seen a crowd that big. It was it was massive. It was the real number. I won't say because it'll be a headline. Oh, he exaggerated the number. The real number was over that sacred number. Okay, yeah. you know what that number I was, do. right? I do. And uh, I, I don't even talk about that. And they don't talk about it. I don't go with it. But I'll tell you, the crowd itself, 
was the biggest crowd I've ever, and I've spoken before the biggest crowds, the biggest crowd I've ever spoken by far, by numerous times, I think. And nobody ever shows the pictures of that. They show me speaking, but they never show who I'm speaking to because they don't want. That was anger over a rigged election that got that many people to go to D.C. A tiny percentage, and I mean tiny, like less than 1%, went to the Capitol. That's all it was, a tiny percentage. There's not a syllable that came out of that man's mouth there in that one minute and 16 second clip. And had any truth to it? Not, not a shred. And if you listen, what's always the tell is this. The sniffling. That's the uh, whatever his drug of choice that day is, the Adderall or whatever, to, to keep him going. So obviously he's still in denial. Or I don't think he's in denial. I think, you know, it's just flat out lying. Uh, well, about what happened that day. He may be absolutely right when it comes to the fact that, you know, a lot of people went there because they were angry because an election was stolen for them, from them. Well, you know what? You keep telling these people, the feeding these people, blind malarkey, that this election was stolen from them. Eventually, a few of them are going to believe it. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and we've got we've got some video of some of his supporters and their take on it. But before we get much further, and I I want to apologize for not having this. We should have done this first. January 6th, while there, there'll be a lot of things that'll be called over the years, I, I think if we're going to attach a name to it, I think this is the name we attach. Officer Eugene Goodman. While a lot of Capitol Police officers did an exemplary job that day and sacrificed so much, uh, I think Officer Goodman, and he's been promoted since, I think Officer Goodman exemplifies what what a real patriot does for his country. He had the sense, the good sense, to lead these idiots away from uh, I, I'm trying to remember who was in the room uh, I, I forget if it was the vice president or or whoever but anyway led them the other way away from yeah he where took they them could away from, from Pence yeah you're right and uh, so although we spoke about Officer Goodman a year ago and and all that I don't think you'll ever this this man's name shouldn't will be attached to this event uh, here and in perpetuity. And again, Officer Goodman, thank you very much for you are the right man in the right place at a very bad time. So we uh, we salute you, sir. That's actually a good thing. All right, so we are. As we're moving along now, uh, who got his butt kicked the other day, John? And uh, you just saw this for the first time, this video clip. You just saw, I just showed it to you yesterday. So our boy, our boy, uh, Teddy the the Cruz decided that there there was a, uh, a committee hearing, a January 6th committee hearing, and Trump... Trump. Cruz used the word 
terrorist and describing the writers that they and I, I as much as I hate to admit it uh, he was right they're a terrorist now as far as anybody else goes Ted Cruz go f- yourself well thank thank you thank you speaker Boehner <laughs> yeah so let's let's listen to what Cruz had to say over the course of the past year regarding the terrorist, if you will, the rioters. Statements from Senator Ted Cruz about the January 6th attack, as read by a narrator. On January 6th, 2021, Cruz wrote, The attack on the Capitol was a despicable act of terrorism and a shocking assault on our democratic system. The Department of Justice should vigorously prosecute everyone who was involved in these brazen acts of violence. February 13th, 2021. As I've said repeatedly, what we saw on January 6th was a despicable terrorist attack on the United States Capitol, and those who carried it out should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. On May 28th, 2021, the January 6th terrorist attack on the Capitol was a dark moment in our nation's history, and I fully support the ongoing law enforcement investigations into anyone involved. Everyone who attacked the Capitol must be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and brought to justice on January 5th, 2022. We are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol. Midas Touch is responsible for the content of this advertising. Can't hear you, Ed. So the final comment was actually Ted Cruz himself. This was the day before, and uh, he used the word terrorist again, as demonstrated multiple times. He used the word terrorist. Now, apparently, people didn't like that in the GQP, and he got a little little pushback. So what did he do? He squirreled his way onto the, uh, the fishmonger show. Uh, Tucker Carlson you know he's uh, he's an heir to the uh, I think it's the bird's eye frozen food something something Tucker yeah yeah he's uh, some frozen food company big you know the name so anyway so so watch this listen to this and you can simply listen uh, watching it is just a bonus to watch him squirm this is a United States senator, Oxford educated, supposedly one of the most intelligent people in the Senate. Watch this. Your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because uh, the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And I don't and buy that. Result, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't well, buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you use that accidentally. I just don't. It's, so, Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. Let me tell you what, what I meant to say. What I was referring to are, are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. Now, I think you and I both agree that if you assault a police officer, you should go to jail. That's who I was talking about. And the reason the phrasing was sloppy is I have talked dozens, if not hundreds of times. I've drawn a distinction. 
I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions of, of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. And that's what a lot of people have misunderstood well, that comment. Wait a I second, focused, but even you yeah. wait, but hold on. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. We have said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. How many people have been charged with terrorism? On January so listen, 6th. Like, why'd you not, use that word? You're playing into the other side's characterization that, as Joe Kent just explained, allows them to define an entire population as foreign combatants. And you know that. So why'd you do so, it? So, Tucker, let me answer you directly. The, the reason I use that word for a decade, I have referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday. And the reason is what you just said, which is we've now had a year of Democrats in the media twisting words and trying to say that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist, I'm a terrorist. And so, look, I don't like people who, who assault cops and, and, and I well, stand up and defend cops. And, and the reason I use. Have you ever seen anybody squirm so much? How is it how is it a human being is able to survive without a spine? I want to know uh, uh, Teddy boy and for that matter Tucker, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well let's what is the difference between these people who attacked and I use the word people loosely? These people who attacked the Capitol, what is the difference between them and your average street thug attacking a cop out on the street of any major city? Well, I, I, I don't disagree I don't disagree with you there, John, but but let's focus on what that clip was really about, which was Tucker Carlson eating Ted Cruz's lunch. And uh, you know what he basically said? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Because Cruz went off, he strayed away from the company line. And he's done it for a year. He's done it for a year. For him to say, I misspoke, it was a dumb thing. No, 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 you've been saying this for a year. And and again, as much as I hate to agree with Ted Cruz, he's been right. And uh, oh, this ought to be good. This ought to be good. Good morning, listener. How are you today? Did you actually think you guys were going to talk about Ted Cruz and I wasn't going to jump in? Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, the talented, former Miss Texas, Bill Fancher. How are you this morning, sir? <laughs> to totally, totally former not, not, Miss not. Texas. <laughs> are you, are you uh, the, huh? Or are you the reigning Miss Texas? I, I can never get that straight. Turn off your radio, sir. <laughs> you got to give me my pulpit, man. <laughs> you can have the pulpit. Just turn us off in the background. That's all. How are you today, young man? Why don't people understand this? Don't have us playing in the background. There's a delay, and it becomes a tunnel effect. And, uh, geez. Because you tell them to turn off the radio, and they're looking for their... Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. You're right. So Not all of us. <laughs> so, so 
how are first up first things first bill let's uh as you can see my uh my my uh my radio partner and uh is there some reason i can't hear ed i don't know well, uh luck i guess uh, that was going to be my suggestion <laughs> you know we ran into this problem one other time now that i think about it with the phone caller for whatever caller can't hear you yeah i know i know go ahead you, and not like it's a bad thing ah uh, you you play with them john i'll uh, i'll be over here <laughs> anyways yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is the sad part about it was is that I was too busy getting needles stuck in me and, and in places I didn't care to have needles stuck. So I didn't get to see that until just uh, yesterday, get to see that clip. But Ted, he, Ed is right about one thing. Ted made a, uh, Ted Cruz made a big gaff he basically walked right off the right off the farm right off the company line as as ed put it the fact yep. that uh yeah well that's uh uh but he's not wrong not wrong every one of those people that uh attacked the capital should could be considered a terrorist easily oh you you mean those peaceful rioters Oh yeah, yeah, those people. Oh, or, I'm sorry, I did, I used the wrong word. Those peaceful demonstrators. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, oh, oh forgive me, I'm using the wrong words. I, 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 I didn't mean to do. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> I have come. I have come to the conclusion, and I don't know, John, if you saw my Facebook page, but Ed said that Ted does not have a spine. No, no, no. It's got nothing to do with a spine. I have it on good authority that Ted Cruz was born with a vagina. Hmm. Oh. Uh, can, can you hear me at all now, Bill? <clears throat> I mean, if you're going to wuss out like that on national TV, let's call it what it is. It was the tampon hour. Oh, you realize we do have ladies that listen to this show, right? I understand that. However, you cannot, I cannot phrase it in any other way that makes sense to probably 90% of the people out there. You got to understand that there's probably at least... Uh, uh, well, I guarantee you, the the women that listen to this show could kick Ted's Ted Cruz's ass. But that's not exactly a. Oh, there is yeah. absolutely no doubt. <laughs> oh. So what else? But other than other than uh, than Ted, the terror sympathizer, uh, what else you got on your mind there today? Well, other than the fact that all of. Uh, uh, the orangutan's little speeches and things were all canceled during uh, the week, and uh, all of his so-called little uh, barnstorming things. That's the nothing. Uh, I'm really kind of hoping that this might be a trend. I, I don't know. I just think the fact of the matter is is that uh, Trump. First off, Biden just laid the smack down. 
in his, in his speech. There was no two ways about it. Hey, Bill, can you hear me now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, how are you, pal? Oh, wait a minute. That absolutely wasn't for me. <laughs> Go ahead. Absolutely was not. I take it you still can't hear Ed there, Bill? No, I was trying to fiddle with the the volume on the radio, but since Ed gets all oh, pissy about that, that's that's not on that's not on your end. That's not. And when you listen, when you well, listen you can hear him the, in the background. Oh well. Tell him he needs to turn that off. Whatever he's listening to, <laughs> he needs to turn it off. Turn it off. Jeez. There, I'll start squeaking at him again. Oh. Oh, no. He needs to turn it off, John. I mean, I'll go. Oh, jeez. Hey, Bill. I did. I got to have you. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, that was getting getting even irritating to me. And you know me, I don't get irritated that easy. (laughs) No, never. I just, I just thought it was interesting being able to talk to you and not having to listen to Ed. I mean, that's that was worth calling in just there. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm catching hell on the other end of the phone for that, but that's life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm writing it all down. <laughs> writing it all down. So I, I just, I had, I had to make do what. I just saying he's getting Gilchrist, getting ready to get Gilchrist involved in this, but uh, uh, he told him to back off, I guess. So what, now, what, what were you going to say, or uh, Bill? Hell, I don't know. Short-term memory loss. Oh, good. <laughs> when you can't even remember what you're going to say, it's not worth saying. Happens when you guys get get in your sixties there. That kind of shit. Hey, you ain't far. You ain't far behind, big boy. Uh, hey, I'm still fifty eight. I won't be oh. fifty nine for another uh, for another uh, Jesus Christ, not, not another month almost. Enjoy it while you can. Fact. Matter of fact, today is uh, today is January 9th, so it's exactly a month away. Well, there you go. But uh, I mean, I don't know had you had you had seen the the deal with Tucker Carlson, but uh, I saw it too. And the best way to describe it was: Do you remember uh, on the Saturday Night Live when they used to interrogate uh, Martin Short as the lawyer, and he'd be sweating profusely? That uh, looked very much like that uh, little skit. It was the whistleblower. You know, Ted Cruz is, uh, and was one of the reasons why uh, old John Boehner basically uh, told him to go, go uh, F it. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. At just that. And uh, it's, it's, exact, it's exactly the reason is because Ted, uh, Ted Cruz just does not have a spine. He is a he. He wants to talk tough. He wants to walk around on the campaign trail. Oh, he's got his gun. He's just just a tough mother. You know what? But the fact of the matter is, is, is politically, he's a weasel. Oh, 
Oh, that's the easy term. Yeah, it's amazing how much this guy, uh, how much this guy uh, drivels in front. Of, well, the who's the, the other the, the other explanation. Well, that's true. The other explanation is that if Ted Cruz had two brains, one would die of loneliness. Well, that's also true. But no, who who is Tucker Carlson? You know what? Ted hey, thank you. To be, you are supposed to be a United States senator. Here you are driveling in front of Tucker Carlson. Total collapse. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. You know, go go uh, go drop your balls off at the coat check and. Uh, and forget uh, hey Bill, can you hear me now? He's trying to trying to grow a pair, but it turns out he is an O pair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the other thing, well, the other thing is that they talk about uh, in the Senate. There's two types of people in the Senate: Ted Cruz and people that hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> Actually, I've heard that before. Uh, and did I, th- I think uh, I think Ed might have brought that to my ha- have to my Bill hold on for a second. Al Franken has no, the have Bill I hold mean, on. The truth hurts, and you know why are you yeah. going to go on a national TV program and and wimp out and say I didn't say all that? And who the hell is Tucker Carlson? For, I agree with you for Christ's sake. You're a United States senator. Show some guts. Stand up for what you yeah. said. You said it. You know you said it. Everybody that heard it knows it was you. The funny thing is, I have not heard much backlash here in Texas as of yet. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Bill, hang on just a second, would you please? Uh, okay. Al Franken has one of the best things. He, he says, when he was in the Senate, he says, I probably, uh, I probably like... Ted Cruz more than anybody else did, and I hate Ted Cruz. Or oh, I was closer to him, and I hate him too. So uh, there was also another thing people wanted. People would ask, "Why does everybody take an instant disliking to Ted Cruz?" Because it saves time. <laughs> Feel free to repeat those. Bill didn't. Bill didn't hear any. Listen, um, Bill, I'm. Uh... I, I love having you on here, but I this whole deal with uh, with yeah, kind of hard to work a one way. Yeah, and kind of hard to work a one get one way conversation. I'm a little disabled, as as you can tell by uh, the hospital room setting. So, uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you I'm what. Gonna, you know, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank you for calling in and. Uh, yeah. And one of these days, we'll actually test this phone line and uh, see why the hell we have this issue one other time. So it has, yeah. to, it has to be. All I can say is it has to be the loose nut behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, all, it's always operator error. You know how that works. So, all right, okay. you guys get back to what you're doing. I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Human. Bill Fancher, ladies and gentlemen, with the worst telephone in the world. And by the way, we love having you folks call. We really do. But you have to turn us off in the background. 
<laughs> it just feeds well, right back. Well, I don't know if I don't know if calling is going to do any good if you can't hear the caller. So that's a well, that's get behind the scenes. I'm talking about in general, John, because that's not that's not the first time that's happened to us. It happens to yeah. every radio station across the land when people call in. You have to you have to tone it down because we do have a 20 second delay here, so it becomes a whole echo chamber thing. Uh, Anyway, I good think to hear. Fuck is what you're uh, looking to say there. <laughs> we try to keep a certain level of uh... <sighs> a certain level of what? I give up. I just give up. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with you people Smart anymore. Man. I can't deal Hard with you man. people anymore. I'm just. I think I'm just going to sit here and run the uh, run the board and. Uh, we're going to crack open our first bag of chips uh, with uh, Chip Franklin talking about January 6th. Take a listen. You are describing a coup. I'm not sure you should call it a coup. I mean, these people can barely speak English. Much less order a creme brulee. January the 6th was an attack that made Antifa look like Disneyland. I knew those are people that love this country. That said, the next time a Republican starts with their law and order bullshit, I will not allow angry mobs. Ask them about the 100 cops they assaulted on January the 6th. I grew up in D.C. and my dad was a cop. They defended the Capitol all the way back to the War of 1812. Ask Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley. They were there. The attack started with these beer-bellied rednecks, egged on by Fox and these traitorous mama's boys, myself and 60 of my colleagues to object, and ended up with a dead cop and dozens more hospitalized. These Capitol Hill police weren't just defending a building and the people inside. They were patriots defending our precious freedoms, even the ones these hillbillies cherish, like NASCAR, Kid Rock, and blowing off your fingers on the 4th of July. You don't have to love cops every day, but January the 6th, you might give it a try. Damn right, guy, yeah, Winning. Where is Kamala? Serving the Capitol! Yeah! <laughs> well, there you go. There's our first bag of chips, and uh, here's something, although it's not really a laughing matter, but this is from The Onion. If you've never read The Onion, I highly recommend it. It's a parody publication. Uh, this is one of their headlines from this week. Biden vows to... Let me start that again. Biden vows not to forget lessons of January 6th. We must hang Mike Pence. Oh! <laughs> Remember, it is a satire magazine, not parody. It is a satire. They've, they have been, the, the Onion has been around longer than Twitter. Been around longer than me, I think. I think well, so. Could very well be. So where are we now? We're uh, we're still uh, making our way through January sixth. Well, I am still, I am still in the Radio TFI infirmary. Yes, you are having yes. having nurses poking me, uh, poking me with their damn little needles and that. And you cheering them on. Yep. <laughs> oh, I wish I we had been uh, recording. Oh, I wish yeah. Ten minutes. Pro- yeah, you wish we were alive through that, don't don't you? Ten, I do. I said it at the time. Ten minutes prior to air, uh, a phlebotomist came in. So you, I bet you didn't know that word, John. Now did you? Not off the top of my head, no. Phlebotomist. They came in to draw some blood from young Mister Shannon. She's a very pleasant young lady. Very pleasant. And 
of course, I say keep poking away. You know, just because you get it on the first try doesn't mean it's still the best one. So keep poking away. And if need be, stand across the room and th- uh, just toss a harpoon at them. And, you know, open up a big gusher. You'll get all the blood you need. I, I don't know. Something about medical malpractice. I, I. But I got to watch John give blood and... Uh, if he wasn't doing okay, we wouldn't we wouldn't have fun with it. Now, would we, John? Well, I guess if I wasn't doing okay, I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be here, or nope. I should say, I wouldn't be on this show right now. No, nope. no, you would not. And we were touch and go there. But anyway, we are here. Uh, oh, oh, I got a little something from your girlfriend too. Take a listen. Um, you know, I didn't like the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. I was shocked by it. I, I, I couldn't believe it was happening. And they, they spent all day convincing me that it wasn't Antifa. And I wouldn't believe it because I was like, no, Trump supporters don't do things like this. That's right. Oh, Trump's, my God. Trump supporters don't <laughs> do things like that. So with that, let's take... Let's take a little peek at some Trump supporters. Here in Florida on January 6th, and there are a lot of Trump supporters here kind of having a party to celebrate the 6th. So uh, I'm going to go talk to them. To people who say, well, some of the cops got hurt. Some of the Capitol Police got hit in the face with the flags. Uh, And then one of them died. That was not us. A couple of them killed them. That was not us. That was Antifa and BLM. So Antifa and BLM were hitting people with the Trump flags? Yes. They they were, they had our apparel on. They're being held in in Washington, D.C. for demonstrating. That's all. The FBI showed up at their door. What about the rest that were like hitting the cops with the flags? What? The guys that hit the, the They cops. never hit the cops. That's, that's balderdash. It was a great Patriot revival, and all of a sudden that got lost in some FBI and Antifa, and maybe a few overzealous cowboys who got inside. So crazy, and we're here to take back the narrative. You think that's crazy? I know so. I was there. Yeah. I climbed the media tower. They might come. FBI came to my house. I think it's all. I think it's all gimmick. I still. I still say it's a gimmick. I really do. Like it was. It, like it was, it was all up. set up. It was all set up. Like there were actors there. Yeah, I think so. There you go. There, there, there's your Trumpers. You, you can't. Yeah, it's a balderdash. I give that man, that young man, credit. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a word that doesn't get used enough, not nearly enough. Oh. Balderdash. Absolutely. Uh, Steve Hofstetter, Steve Hofstetter, a comedian I've I've been following. We've read some of his tweets here. In the past, uh, he put this out on the anniversary. Happy anniversary to a bunch of dummies who thought that Trump cared about them, found out he didn't, and now a year later still inexplicably think he cares about them. That's uh, one of the things that I've, I've said from day one, is that you people think that this, this rich, well, at least on paper, this uh, morally bankrupt uh, piece of crap cares anything about you found a niche he found a group of people 
who were pissing and moaning because there was a black man that happened to be in, in, in the White House. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid, he can never have a black man in the White House. No sub, Master Donald. The White House. Uh, you, you, can't no. be, you can't call it the White House. You no, know? you cannot and have, have a, black... a black man there. No, sir. Mm-mm. So, yeah, so they got a bunch of people who got their tit in a ringer over that. And By the way, have you ever had your tit, tit caught in a ringer? It's not pleasant. Yeah, well, you know, get your, get, get your man mammaries out of the way is all I'm going to say. My, my, man, my, my man boobs. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. I've said this all along. Yes, you have. We're, 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 I, we're both speaking things that we've said before, but we're condensing it all today because we're we're talking about this this hard anniversary that never should have happened. It's a it, what what happened what should have happened last January sixth is a quadrennial, not quadrennial. It's something that happens every four years. It's a procedural bit. It's more ceremonial than anything else. Oh, and by the yeah. way, sp- speaking of that, kudos to the two young ladies last year on January 6th who had the foresight to grab the actual votes, the actual uh, uh, um, delegates, the uh, uh-huh. to grab all that and, and run like the Dickens. Uh, I don't have their names, but, but good for them. Uh, so you were saying something or should we just move on? Well, it's, it's it's you know it's just repeating. It's just if you think for if you think for one iota of a moment that Donald Trump really cares about your you you and your little your little farm somewhere or your little hayseed like you know you, you bunch of redneck mm-hmm. pussy whip. Pretend to be God loving Christians. Gotta love them. They yeah. won't love you, yeah, but you exactly. gotta love them. Uh, let's let, 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 let's continue on here because we're about to show you how Trump loves Antifa. Would you interested to hear how that works out? Oh yeah, absolutely. Here we go. This was a fraudulent election. Donald Trump's supporters continued to claim that Antifa was behind the January 6th attack on the Capitol, and it was some sort of false flag operation. We love you. You're very special. So Donald Trump made this video to say I love you to Antifa? We love you. You're very special. Donald Trump loves Antifa? We love you. You're very special. I know how you feel. See, <laughs> Donald Trump loves Antifa. It's very, very simple. And by the way, what's wrong with Antifa? That's for what it is. Uh, it, it stands for anti-fascism, and right. I, I'm against fascism in all its forms, except as it pertains here at Radio TFI, where I beat a boss, and uh, uh, that's my opinion, and that's I'm going to stick to that. But uh, needing to put the crack pipe. Well, we need to do a lot of things now, don't we? Um, look, uh, by the way, that video that he finally came out and and uh, and put out, uh, th- there's information out there now that uh, that was not the first take. 
they spent quite a quite a bit of time trying to get that uh uh get him to say what they needed him to say and good good morning uh there uh what is it we call him again i forget Rolando, not Rolando, the the nickname for him. Anyway, don't rush to your phone. <laughs> don't rush to your phone, Rolando. I know how much you want to call, uh, but it took took them forever to get him to uh, to get out there and say something. So, uh, and and on on t- look, he loves he, he loves Antifa. So now we know that. And let let's see uh, some other folks who have kind of uh, flip flopped on where they were. Uh, and again, I don't understand why people are still voting for Republicans when you see. Before we get into that, let, let me read a, off a little list here about what the GQP voted against in 2021. They voted against lowering drug prices. They voted against funding for COVID testing. They voted against cutting child poverty in half. They voted against COVID relief checks. They voted against helping the unemployed. They voted against addressing climate change. They voted against paid leave for families and voted against national standards for elections. How is it you folks out there believe that they're there to help you? Kentucky, what are you out of your mind with these two losers who have done nothing but made money off your backs? You're you're in the lower lower five on everything in this country. There may be one or two categories where you bop up into the high forties, the low forties. But my God, and what I would have liked to have gotten gotten into with uh, with Bill is uh, Texas. What the hell are you thinking? You keep this nitwit on. Remember, these folks are voting against your best interest. They're only voting, and again, I'll be the first to say Democrats don't have a lock on doing the right thing 100% of the time. Absolutely not. No way. But good gravy, especially what we've been going through the past couple of years. And who the hell is, is Joe Manchin? This is why we need a bigger majority so that one or two senators cannot hold this whole process hostage. Exactly. Um, and we uh, we've got a few more items we want to we want to uh, share with you here. This is your two-faced GQPs. Uh, we'll go through the names when uh, when it's over. If you're just listening. Uh, but most of them you're going to know just by the sound of their voice. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. If there's a responsibility for this Capitol on this side, it rests with the Speaker and the House administration. Trump and I, we've had a hell of a journey. All I can say is uh, count me out, enough is enough. This is the party of Donald Trump. If you think otherwise, you're in for a rude awakening. I think he's gonna lead us to victory in 2022. How do we hold a president accountable that put all of our lives at risk? And this was a traumatic event for many members of Congress, and I believe in the days, weeks, and months to come, as we learn more, the worse it's going to get. This is just a sideshow 
to the disastrous first six months of the Biden administration and to the failures in leadership of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. After careful consideration, I've made the decision to oppose the House Democrats' slanted and unbalanced proposal for another commission to study the events of January the 6th. What the president said about an election being stolen, I believe is wrong. And I believe it did foment discontent. We've tried to fix this over the last few years, and the Democrats have stopped us every single step of the way. Yeah, so here just just here was the batting order on that. It began with uh, everybody's favorite Kevin McCarthy, followed up by Miss Lindsay, Lady Lady G, if you will, uh, followed by uh, Representative Nancy Mays, a Republican out of South Carolina, uh, the leader of the band, Mitch McConnell, uh, old Turtle McMurrow himself, and finally at the end there, Representative Rodney Who the Hell Am I Davis, a Republican out of illinois i have no idea who that is and uh you know that well, days is, where i don't think he knows who he is that's you know who the who the hell am i uh and boy oh, boy oh boy we've just about emptied the cabinet there uh young mr shannon now we have go ahead I was going to say, it's a good thing we got football to talk about here. Well, we got a lot of football. Well, let's take a, a, a mini break here for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kitten, we got all sorts of football coming up. It is week 18. Week 18? There has never been such a thing. Well, there is this year. And in, for the f- uh, forthcoming future, we have picked, as has been our custom, low these past few years, we have picked all eight, uh, 18, 16 games on the schedule. We're not going to talk about all of them, but we've each chosen about four games, uh, four of our picks that we'll, uh, we'll talk about. So, uh, we, we... Go ahead, John. They, they didn't, the, 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 the listening public wasn't benefiting from us giving three of our picks. What the hell makes you think they want four of them <laughs> it's, it's called killing time, my friend. It's called killing time. Oh, I see. Is that what you that know, is? That's what that is. And remember, starting starting next week, we're all picking the same games. So, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get into all of that in hour two. We have a number of things. Uh, but before we finish up here in hour one, we do have one of our favorites that we don't get to hear from that often anymore. And John was particularly excited. So excited, he almost stood yeah. up almost stood up yeah and uh Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh giving us his take on january 6th and you better buckle in for this one because it's not going to be as uh pleasant as you may think the one the only keith oberman january 6th one year and what have we done with that year in essence nothing subpoenas issued ignored mocked Traitors, crooks, sadists, racists, gun fetish psychos, seditionist congressmen, plotters of coup d'etat, still strung out on stupidity and impunity and ready to do it all over again. And they are not even the real problem. We are. One year gone. And if the midterms only go as badly as midterms usually go, only one year left. 
And where is the special prosecutor making life a living hell for Bannon and Miller, Gozer and Boebert, Jordan and McCarthy and Trump? Where is the attorney general giving us not a boilerplate speech, but indictments? Where is the Homeland Security chief telling us, yes, January 6th was terrorism. The Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers are terrorist organizations. And no, you're not crazy. If you and I stormed the Capitol, we would be met by rubber bullets and tear gas. And where is the president who is preserving and protecting and defending the Constitution of the United States of America? Where is the president who knows that they are not going to change their minds because you govern well, that the Republicans will destroy democracy, and if they take the House, they will impeach you anyway? Where is the president who will fire this wooden statue we call Merrick Garland? Where is the president who is not sleepwalking and hiding behind naive, antiquated cliches about bipartisanship when the other side is trying to kill all of us? Here's the president who knows that the bully understands only fear, yours and his, and that the only way to stop the bully, to stop the Republicans, to stop the Trumps, to stop the next coup d'etat, is to make them fear that they will lose everything they have. Because they have made it clear America is going to be them or us. And God damn it, Joe, it is your job to make sure it is us. And if you don't see it that way, resign. We need somebody in your chair who realizes that democracy could be dead a year from right now. We want that to be you. But if it isn't, the rest of us don't have any more time to wait or to waste. Pretty, uh... Can't blame him. No, no, he's, uh... Can't blame him. He's, uh... He's hot. Uh, he's hot under the collar, and, uh... Where is he wrong? I, I don't see it. I don't see that he is wrong. Now, like you so eloquently put it earlier, Biden did lean into his speech the other day, both physically and uh, otherwise. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Oberman's little bit there was before or after because. That was after. You're right. That was after. Uh, but Oberman's uh, bit was after yes. Biden's speech? Yes. I believe really? so. I believe so. But uh, he's not wrong. As a friend of mine used to say, uh, you have to out-bed bug the bed bugs. Uh, mm. He's not wrong. Think about any bully you've ever dealt with. How many times did you try to be nice and pleasant and be friendly and befriend them and try to do the right thing and they just keep their antics going? Finally, what do you got to do? Only you got to you got to sneak up behind them and hit them in the head with a bat. The only thing a bully understands and respects is a bigger bully. Yeah. That is absolutely. So now we all have to suck it up kids and kittens uh and we have to start Look, <laughs> if you're listening to us for the most part we all think along the same lines okay we just want to move on with our lives do the right thing get rid of this pandemic we don't need people acting like nitwits uh that being said we gotta toughen up we just gotta toughen up look uh some of you folks like i grew up getting a, the living daylight speed out of me uh at home and all that. And that's how we toughened up. Do I want to do that? Oh, no. But 
I think it's time to pick up that baseball bat or that two by four. And uh, it's time to start getting back up in people's faces because all these knuckleheads not wearing a mask and all that good stuff, they're doing it because they can, because we allow them to. On, True. On the, and we have to vote. Coming up in this year, we have to vote. We cannot lose control of uh, the House and the Senate and all that. You're absolutely right. All right. Well, we're rolling into uh, hour number two here. We're going to take a short break. So uh, we'll have more for you on the other side. You're listening to the Tax Stand Hour on Radio TFI. T-F-I. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. It is Thursday, January 6th. It has been one year, if you can believe it. One year. One year. The one-year anniversary of a violent assault on the center of America's democracy. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Three hundred sixty-five days since feces were smeared. 12,000 self-incriminating Instagram pictures One Viking shaman doing three and a half years Infectors, infectors, this guy tried to steal a lectern Stupid facts, huge douchebags and this ass white shoes 727 insurrectionists arrested should be jailed for this unsuccessful coup. How about this? Love is a traitorous scum. Let's just hear it then. That was for me, but
Donald Trump's new ideological screening test will weed out extremists with extreme views about religion, such as its oppression of women, gays, and non-believers. That's right. Trump wants prospective Americans to embrace religious freedom, gender equality, and gay rights. At a recent rally in Wisconsin, his fans were on board. I am for extreme vetting. I am. I think it is a good idea. Extreme vetting. Think that's a good idea? Of course. He forgot one thing. Just make him eat some bacon. These guys were pumped about America's values of tolerance, so I knew they'd pass Trump's test with flying colors. Fill in the blank for me. Two men getting married is blank. Disgusting. Actually, the answer is legal in the United States. Oh, it's legal, but I don't like it. It's important uh, to believe in, you know, to have respect for everyone's religion. So you respect Christianity? I do. Judaism? Yes. Islam? No. Can a woman be president? The presidency is a man's job. I have women are qualified to be president. No. A female has more hormones. She could start a war in 10 seconds. If she has hot flashes, whatever, boom. Haven't all wars been started by men? Mm. Yes. Do you think a gay couple should have the same rights as a... No, I don't. I really don't. I don't think it's fair. To the gay couple? Well, no, but... The regular couple, they work so hard, you know, and the gay couple, they want more. Do you, when you say more, do you mean equal? Yeah, they want equal in that. And that's just too much. Yeah. No, that's the wrong answer. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Turns out Trump's ideology test was going to be harder than I thought. Whenever I hear president, I think of man. It's a man's job. What, what, what sort of, I may be... Uh, Close-minded. No, yeah, well, no. Um, Misogynistic? <laughs> no. You're voting against your own interests. That's it. Thank you very much. These extreme nations, they don't, they don't treat women with respect. We treat women with respect here. Yes, we do. That's an American ideal. Yeah. Tell me about your shirt. Well, what's it say? It says, <laughs> Hillary sucks. <laughs> But not like Monica. Hilarious. So we were talking about treating women with respect. It's an American ideal that we treat women with respect. You got to give me the back of that shirt one more time. That's too much fun. Trump that bitch. <laughs> we don't even see the irony in it. I love it, right? As passionate as these guys were, they just weren't passing Trump's ideological test. Luckily, there was still time to study. This will just help you prep for the test. So if you take it again, you'll be more welcome here. Uh, this is a DVD of the third season of Will and Grace. Okay. Some really likable and not too gay gay people. This one is going to be good for you. Gloria Steinem. This really, like, uh, humanizes women. Because <laughs> as feminists, we have so much work to be done, you know. You a feminist? No. Obviously, extreme vetting was necessary to weed out extremists. But until this plan was in place, were any of us safe? Are you afraid the extremists are already here right now? They could be anywhere. They could be right here. They could be. Yeah. They could be over there. They could be that guy or this guy. They could be anybody. They could be anybody. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good morning. We have mics that are not unmuted. Go ahead, John. Well, it, 
Pierce, we've uh, we've lost young Mr. Shannon here. Good morning. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. Once again, I am your Uncle Ed Van S. We're joined by John Shannon. Somewhere along the way, we uh, hashtag uh, Big Time Professional Radio. Having a little technical problem there. John, are you with us? Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you now. You sound just like a Verizon commercial from the early aughts. I don't know what the problem was, but uh, obviously it was there. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it was. Well, go it ahead. Do, was, yes. do your top of the hour thing or thing. Fine. Welcome back. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network for one week only in the Radio TFI infirmary. <laughs> I'm John Shannon, and over there, that guy. This guy. Chief cook and, and troublemaker in the Radio TFI executive tower. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning once again, sir. And good morning, kids and kittens. We're uh, happy to be here with you. We spent hour one talking almost exclusively about January 6th, and uh, we had some interesting audio and video clips. We uh, we spoke to our good friend Bill down in Tejas. Well, John spoke to him. He couldn't hear me. I could hear him, but uh, again, not the worst day in the world. Not the worst day in the world. But uh, And we got football coming up. A whole bunch of football coming up. Djokovic. Beg your pardon? John's doing something that has very, very precious little to do with what we're doing here. Uh, anyway, Djokovic. so Djokovic, he's doing it without... John has not learned how to use the mute button yet. He's uh, doing a Google search. And uh, uh, by the way, that clown, all he had to say was, I've had it. That's the tennis player. But anyway, we'll get into all that after we do football. Now, won't we, John? Let me make sure John is still yeah. here. You still here with us, John? Am I still here? Are you still, still here? here? Are you still here? I think so. I don't know why that's not working. It's something that should be working and it's not working. What is not working, Anyways, sir? Anyways, uh, my mute button on my, uh, on my uh, voice meter. Okay, you can always use the the little one on the uh, on the uh, the mute mic. Yeah. Anyway, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Are you ready? Here we go. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the uh, wonderful, exciting world of big skin prognostication. Each week, John, uh, intentional grounding Shannon, Joe the computer who wears tennis shoe, and I each choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, which is today, the winner, will, well actually it's not the Super Bowl. The winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion if we have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 well. We, uh, why is it this keeps doing this? Anyway, let's, uh, 
Oh. Oh, the gremlins are all over the place today, John. They're all over. We're just going to do that. We're just going to do that. My goodness. They, they just... All right. So we currently... Where we currently stand is... I don't know where we currently stand. John Shannon leads the pack with 29 points, followed by Gerald with 28. And I'm, uh, I'm bringing up the rear with 27 points. Now, we have also included in the points currently... Oh, ignore that week 17 thing up there. That's a, a goof by the graphics department. This is our predictions from the beginning of the year. Division winners and all that. Most of it has been filled in. There's still a couple of spots to be had, a couple of points to be had. Right now, John has picked up three points, which is included in the standings. I picked up three points, which is included. And Gerald has got bupkis. Nothing, nada. So... We are here on week 18. It is the final week of the regular season. We picked all the games. Every game has points attached to it this week. Uh, we are going to just review some of our picks. We're going to review four games each in no particular order. And we're going to start with our, uh, our AFC board. And... Uh, you'll see, oh, oh, that is, oh, this is last week. I'm sorry. We almost forgot about, about recapping last week. Last week, John Shannon picked up two big points when he went for the unbelievable uh, 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 Green Bay. Gave up, gave up 20, uh, 26 points. 26 points uh, against his Vikings. And lo and behold, the, uh, the, the pack won by 27 points. He uh, pooped the bed with everything else. I pooped the bed completely. I didn't get anything close. Man, oh man, my Dolphins got got manhandled by them Tennessee Titans. Uh, and uh, and Gerald, Gerald picked up three big points. Uh, he went for two twice, uh, made it on one. Uh, the, the Dub Bears came through for him. And uh, he, he, he went with uh, Vegas, baby. The Raiders. Over in Indianapolis, and uh, they won outright, so go figure. Young Mr. Shannon, are you ready to uh, give us a, a first pick for for this week? Let's go with an AFC game if you have one. And mind you, uh, b- before we go any further, uh, two games have already been played. One the AFC, one the NFC. That, that's, been inclu- uh, that's been included. Uh, Kansas City beat Denver last night, but did not cover. John took John took the Chiefs while Gerald and I took Denver. So Gerald and I both got points. John, give us an AFC game. Or any game. Well, I'm going to take one of the... Go any game. I'm any game you like. Take... Second, I will. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take one of the one of the upsets that I take that I went with mostly favorites on uh, my picks. Uh... I uh, took uh, Cincinnati, who is a six-point dog going into Cleveland. Uh, so I'm taking Cincinnati g- or getting six points. Okay. Very good. Very good. I uh, For my first pick, I'm going with the uh, 
Actually, I don't have any games in front of me. I forgot. I It was a long night last night putting together today's show, and this is the one thing I forgot. So, let's start off. I'm going to go with the I'm I'm going with the New York Jets. They're getting 16 points against Buffalo uh, as they visit Buffalo. And let me tell you why. Throughout the entire season, I did not pick the Jets one time. Not once. This will be the first and only time I pick the Jets this year. So I'm going with the Jets and uh, over Buffalo getting 16 points. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the wonderful and talented Gerald. Good morning, gentlemen. Don't get up, Mr. Shannon. Here we are, week 18. Looks like I have some catching up to do. The Green Bay Packers storm into Detroit to take on the Lions. I like the pack, and I'm going for two. Looks like the Rogers rate is 13 and a half points. <laughs> he's, he's got that Rogers rate going. John, who's your next pick? It doesn't matter. Pick your conference. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, anyways. Uh, well, I... Oh, I had to pick them all here this week. I That means I had to pick a Vikings game. They are... Uh, Five and a half point favorites uh, uh, hosting the Bears. The Bears. So I'm gonna something. Something tells me that uh, this is gonna get ugly, but <laughs> I'm going for. I'm, I gotta go for as much, as close to uh, sheer things as I can here. So I'm gonna take the Vikings and uh, giving up five and a half. Copy that, sir. Copy that. Uh, my next pick. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints visiting the uh, them Dirty Birds of Atlanta. I'm giving up 13 and a half points. I'm going for two uh, with the Saints. I honestly, that's I, I believe that's that's a very realistic pick. Uh, while the Saints are pretty much out of it, uh, they're not. They're still better than the Falcons. And let's put it, let's be honest, John, you and I together would be better than the Falcons. Gerald, yeah. Gerald, what? what do you, go ahead, John. Oh, I'll, I'll ask you at the end. Of All right, Gerald, what do you got, pal? Okay, let's keep going. The 49ers roll into Los Angeles for a shot at the first place Rams. I'll take those Rams and give up 13 and a half. That's right, going for two again. Well, there you go. He's uh, he's trying to make some headway here, John. Let's uh, let, let's get down to your third pick now, or the, at least the one we're going to talk about. John, John has okay. John is never prepared for this segment. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> he's he's gotten mad at me Eric. for for not having the proper graphic up so he can see what his picks were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Carolina goes into Tampa Bay where the Bucks are an eight-point favorite. I'm, I like that. I'm going to take uh, the Bucks, giving up eight points. All right. That's uh, that's not horrible. That is not horrible at all. Uh, I'm going with, once again, uh, I think Arizona. Seattle visits Arizona. And I'm going for two with the uh, – with the Cardinals again, uh, giving up 13 and a half points. Uh, Cardinals were six and a half point favorites at home, and I don't think adding another touchdown onto that is too much of a stretch. So uh, it's uh, Arizona going for two, minus 13 and a half. Gerald, your third pick, sir. For the last pick, 
I said I liked LA. Move over Randy Newman. This week, I love LA. The Los Angeles Chargers head to the desert to meet the Raiders. Chargers minus 20 and a half. Going for three, baby. Man. Man, he's uh, he's looking to pull ahead here. Uh, John, what's the final pick you want to talk about this week? Going for three. Oh, well, he's slunk. He's slunk. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Oh, let's see. How about this game that doesn't mean what? As the uh, <laughs> yeah, Washington football team goes uh, into uh, into the Meadowlands, the Giants are uh, seven-point dogs. <sighs> Got to pull a win out of your ass sooner or later, there, Giants. So <laughs> I am I am taking the Giants, giving up. Uh, <laughs> Giving up seven. The New York football Or getting seven. Getting seven. Getting well, seven. Well, my fourth pick and the last one we're going to talk about here is uh, I'm also going with the Chargers. But I'm going for two with the Chargers. So I'm giving up 13 and a half points while Gerald is giving up 20 and a half points. So uh, there's there's a lot riding on that game. For uh, for any number of people, John, you can, John's taking Vegas in that game, and uh, boy, in that game alone, we could beat your ass, son. We could beat your ass, yeah, but good. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the uh, indem- in the indemnable Gerald, the computer who wore tennis shoes. Gerald, let's. Uh, what's your final pick there, buddy? You're not gonna like this one, Mr. Van Ness. Huh? Miami has the Dolphins, a so-so football team. They went from bottom to top and back, like no one's ever seen. They're going nowhere, no playoff round. The Pats are in control. They'll have to go to Cali, to see the Super Bowl. I'm going with New England for two. I'm spotting two and the boys 13 and a half points. That hurt. That hurt. And he sang the song too. That hurt. So it- By the way. Yes. Just, just so you know. I, I just thought I'd tell you. Yeah. I took the Dolphins today. Yeah, I know. I took the ball. I just, know. Just, just for, just, just so you guy could give you a little condolence there. Yeah. Uh, I don't need your condolences. I need you to pick New England so I can whoop your ass too. Gerald made up a song. He, oh. He, 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 oh. So we're we're not gonna we're not gonna recap all the games because I forgot to keep track of who's talking about who here. So. By the end, by the end of the day today, we will have everything sorted out going into the postseason. Just like the NFL will have everything sorted out, uh, the playoff standings and who's seeding and who's playing where and who and wild. There's a game next Monday night, a wild card game. It's a whole weekend of football, and uh, so that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, of John and Ed versus the spread. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kittens and kittens, if you're going to use your own money to bet on football and you're going to use our picks to do it, John, what, what is it we always say? Stay out of the hospital, I guess. Stay out of the hospital. It's where true words never, never spoken. That concludes uh, John and Ed versus the spread for this week. Uh, very interesting, young man. Very interesting. Uh, uh, Ger- Gerald followed my uh, my bit, and uh, I'm I went for extra points on like four games because I got to put some distance 
if I got to put some distance uh, betwixt us. By the way, speaking of betting on the games, as of today, we have four online sports books here in the state of New York. Oh. Uh, and there's like five more on the way. So we've got that Caesars. My bookie? No, but I can now bet legally on my app if I chose to. To, uh, you know, to bet on football games and, and the like. So, and I don't know if this is a good thing for civilization that we're able to. I mean, it's one thing to have to get up off your, your, your fat ass and drive to a casino to put down a bet at a sports book or to play cards or to play shoot craps or anything like that. But boy, oh boy, look, in the palm of your hand, you can wake up in the middle of the night, literally, open your phone, open the app, and piss away two months' rent. I, I just... If I, but if you have that... If you have that... I'm looking for... Uh, predilection. If you're going to do that... you to do that, you're going to do it. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call your damn bookie. Well, I mean, it isn't... Well, look. Yes, as far as sports betting goes, sure. But as far as table games and all that, uh, oh boy, we're, we're really getting uh, comments from people we have no idea who they are. Keep it coming, kids. Next time, send something we uh, we understand. But I don't know, just the idea of being able to, you know, spend a day sitting at your PC playing poker and losing real money or playing, you know, it, it, it's just, look, the Caesars commercials are cute. JB Smoove, I think he's killing it as Caesar. Uh, you've seen Halle Berry as the wife, Cleopatra. Yeah. She yeah. is. Cleo, she just, I love that woman. There's nothing not to like about Halle Berry. Seriously, I cannot find one thing. Not one. But that that aside, uh, look, I'm not one for gaming. If I'm in Vegas, I will sit at a table all night. But I'm sitting at the cheap table. I only bring what I can afford to lose that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't afford to lose it, you can't afford to play it. That, exactly. That's how I look at it. And I go in with the attitude of, well, if I walk out with a dollar, I've had a good time. Because I didn't lose it all. Uh, the, before I went to Las Vegas for my, the very first time, I uh, somebody said to me, "Leave you, leave your debit cards and all that in your in your room. Stick a twenty dollar bill in your shoe so you have cab fare home and back to your hotel." And uh, and it happened to me one night. I ran out of cash and I had to go back to my room. And I was in the hotel I was staying at. I was in the Rio. I love the Rio. And by the time I got up, it's beautiful. Have you been? Yes. Oh, I love it there. Uh, and as I got up to the room and started rooting around, I mean, I knew I knew where my card was. It dawned on me, you know what? It's 2.30 in the morning. It's not late for on Vegas. It's never late in Vegas. You know what? I've lost my, uh, I've lost my, uh, my budget for today. And, and I just, 
you know, it worked. It kept me from spending more money than I had allocated. I went on the trip. I had X amount of money to lose. And uh, and look, I I've been fortunate enough. I've never left Vegas not winning money, even if it's only eight bucks and nine bucks, like the first time I went. And I don't win, you know, thousands and thousands. You know, I'll, I win six, seven dollars, ten dollars. I'll, I'll leave winning ten dollars, hundred. You know, I once left winning a couple of hundred dollars and pissed it all the way in the airport, <laughs> waiting for my flight. <laughs> I was still smoking at the time, so I had I had time to kill. I they had the little uh, enclosed smoking area. Yeah, and of course it's Vegas, so they've got machines in there too, and they've got uh, video poker, which is my weakness. I love video poker. Mm. Don't ask me why. There's very little to it. Hit a button, hold a couple of cards, move on put money in so i thought well i'll put 20 bucks in i'll play for a little while and then go to my gate i wound up i wound up ahead i don't know a couple of hundred bucks and uh yep yep and i was up about 260 bucks 270 bucks and by the time i left there i had pulled 80 bucks out of my pocket (laughs) i lost 80 (laughs) because i don't know when to quit I'm who they want. I don't know when to quit. I know when to quit. And you got lucky because you you got lucky because the uh, uh, those uh, those machines, whether they be video poker or just slots or whatever, there at the airport, those are the designated Vegas get your money back machines. <laughs> They're put there at strategic locations to make sure you don't leave with any of that money that you might have left behind. The first time I was in Nevada, first time I was in Nevada, we uh, we were on this that driving vacation. So we're coming out of the Grand Canyon, heading to Vegas, and uh, we get to Vegas, and we went to a supermarket. We just picking up some supplies for the the next leg of the trip, and I walk in, and there's slot machines. Oh, Hot machines at the grocery stores. Yeah, it just it just blew me away. I remember when New Jersey legalized ga- gaming, and uh, I was at the Jersey Shore at the beach, and I walked into a place right there on the boardwalk, wherever we were, to get a pack of cigarettes, a soda, beer, whatever I was going for, and I see a slot machine there. Now this is back in the uh, early '80s. And I guess I had forgotten that gambling was coming in. I'm like, why is there a slot machine? You know, or a couple of slot machines. Well, they they had let the uh, the gambling had started. John, are we interrupting you? You look like you're passing out there. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm thinking here, thinking on what you were saying. It looked an awful lot like sleeping <laughs> or dying, one or the other. It's... Uh, but you're in the right well, place. Dying, well. If you're going to kick, you're in the right place. You know somebody's going to check on you soon enough. John, tell Eventually, the nice yeah. tell the nice folks at home what the nice folks at the hospital did for you. The sign. Oh well, they put the big sign up in the window, basically saying, "Leave me alone for uh, <laughs> two hours." That was actually really. I'm surprised they did that. To tell you the truth. Well, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? I've. Look, 
most hospital staff are very, very nice. I've talked at length about uh, the folks that took care of me when I was in the hospital, and save for one person who I found out from other sources as well was a real bitch in general. These people are as nice as they come. Uh, oh, absolutely. The young absolutely. Lo- I'm not going to miss being here, but no. I'm definitely going to miss a few of the few of the staff uh, members that have taken care of me over the last few days. Right. Now, the young lady, the phlebotomist that came in to draw some blood from John, uh, you know, 10 minutes before we went on. Now, we're, we're connected via the stream yard at that point. We're, we're talking and doing our thing. She couldn't have been a better sport about me just being ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I I found an opportunity there to just just uh, mortalize. Oh my God, young Mister you, Shannon! You know, if the if 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 the roles would have been oh, reversed, I'd be furious. You'd have sh- I'd be furious. You'd, you'd have shut the lid down on the absolutely, laptop. absolutely. I'd have shut it down in a heartbeat. I'm not going to let you get away with that. Uh, to me, no. <laughs> That's my shtick, baby. That is my shtick. So, what else would you like say. to? Paybacks are a mother. Yeah, leave my mother out of this. Uh, well, you were you I you were talking about uh, about sports gaming, right? And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Are now, you now? I don't know. I don't know what these apps. If you're going to be able to to uh, actually play uh, play uh, poker or play oh, yeah. other games on these right. apps, are you? Let, let me stop you right there, John. Is Minnesota getting close to that? Is it something We're or... We're getting pretty close. Um, unfortunately, I think what's going to wind up happening is is, is the uh, natives are going to wind up getting the first taste of it. So we'll Well, they don't have casinos we'll... yet. They don't have their casinos yet? No, uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to get their taste first. You better believe that. Well, oh, well I mean, the natives no, not have true. casinos... Yeah, yeah. The natives have casinos, but they don't have any exclusive rights to sports books. Oh well, if they've got their casinos, then no, they'll. Uh, you know, look. Before you know it, it's going to be nationwide. Look, Vegas had a very nice thing there up until about 1980, 81. Like I said, when New Jersey enacted gaming, they had a lock on it. They had a lock on gambling in this country, legalized gambling, I should say, and. Uh, there was a time South Florida came this close any number of times to legalizing gaming. One of the biggest lobbies against it was the islands, specifically the Bahamas, who have legalized gaming. Now, what do you think would be more convenient? Having to fly to literally a different country, passport, blah, 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 and all that, or, or if you're in New York or New Jersey, literally hopping your car and 24 hours later you're in beautiful Broward County it's sunny it's beautiful and you can gamble one of our hotels was set up when it was it was built it opened the same year I got there 1984 1983 and they included what could be used as a casino they already had tables and uh, some of the basics in there and they apparently were would be able to convert it in a very short time and unfortunately 
it never came to pass. Uh, South Florida would have been ideal for gambling. Ideal. It's mm-hmm. uh, you look at the Hard Rock Casino. I was going to say, uh, and I don't know if you see the the TV spots for the Guitar Hotel. I don't know if you see them. Hard Rock Casino. Guitar. Okay. It at the Hard Rock Casino in beautiful Hollywood, Florida, on the Seminole. It's Seminole Hard Rock, Seminole Indians on the Seminole okay. Reservation. Uh, they tore down an entire entertainment district that they had built and was wildly successful. Tore it down, built a almost 500-foot hotel in the shape of a guitar. And at night, now in the daytime, the, the strings on the neck only go about, you know, what would be about an eighth of the way up. It's not a full guitar with the full neck, but at night, Okay. Those strings shoot neon lights or whatever kind of lights up into the sky 20,000 feet. And you got six wow. strings. Oh, yeah, it is. I haven't, I, they were still in, it was still under construction when I left. And uh, when I went back two years ago to get my stuff uh, from the highway, I could, you could see, uh, see it from a distance i mean it stands out it's a landmark uh look up the guitar guitar hotel in hollywood florida and uh, we're, we're getting tv spots for it all the time here because obviously this is a big audience you know you look outside well I, i'm surprised well the midwest tends to be more west coast florida uh but i'm surprised you don't you know broward county's not not advertising there as well in beautiful minnesota well well we've got we've got two casinos uh thanks to urban sprawl they're they're pretty close to being considered in town uh we got mystic lake and we've got treasure island and they've become quite the quite the attractions in their own right Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. minnesota has Oh, I don't know, half a dozen other um, native casinos that, eh, not all that great. They're good for the locals, but not right. Uh, these other places could actually attract some some tourism. Right, they're, the, that, they're that big. The first casino we had in Broward County, Coconut in Coconut Creek. I went there when they first opened, and. It was like just a, a high school gymnasium. That was the look with just a couple of rows of of uh, slot machines and, and not much else. I think they had a poker room at the time. When the Seminole Hard Rock opened, and it was just the hotel and casino, there was nothing else on that property. Zero. They didn't even have the parking garage yet, which is impressive in its own right. You walked in and you felt like you just walked into a Vegas casino. It had the look. It had the feel. Uh, granted, at the time, there were no table games except for poker. Uh, and everything was slots. But boy, oh boy, you had that Vegas feel. Now they got everything. They've got it all now. And While I didn't go there a lot, I, I've uh, pissed away a couple of hundred dollars there in a sitting. And not too, mm-hmm. not too long a time. Last time I was there, I was killing time, and I was waiting for something in the area. So I said, "Oh, let me go in and play a little, play a little blackjack, play a little 
Boom. 15 minutes. 200 bucks. Gone. See ya. Jeez. See, now I'm more of a sports book thing, so I'm, I'm loving the whole idea of, well, of having having legalized sports betting here in Minnesota. Really? I've seen your I picks. I've, I've seen your picks. I wouldn't get all that worked up about it. Really? <laughs> really? I got, I'm not one to talk this year. Not this year. Oh, no. Look, let me tell you, coming into not counting yesterday's games, on a normal year, for my personal picks, I usually clinch a winning season with about two, three weeks to go. In other words, even if I lost every game, every pick, I would still finish at least 500. Right now, I think I'm only six games above 500. This could very well be my first losing season. I'm nowhere near. Normally, I'm in the six, six, sixty-two percent winning. You know, six twenty winning percentage, six forties, that kind of thing. I've been as low as five fifty, but this this year is just oh no! I'm I'm going to be scraping by, buddy. I'm going to be scraping by, and uh, the fact that I took I took I went for two on four different games. That's that's potential me losing games that I might have otherwise won. So. Right, it's a dangerous year. It's it's just and that extra week. If the if the season had already been over, well, I'd be sitting just barely above five hundred, barely. And now I got sixteen more games. I've got to win at least. Let me see. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Four, sixteen, twenty. I got to win. I don't know, 10 games, six games, six games. I got to win six games. Well, what I'm hoping when they open up the casino, open up the sports books here, if and when, is that they uh, they have the ability to uh, bet on games without spreads like they, they do in Vegas. What do you mean, a game without yeah, a you, spread? Yeah, you don't pay. You just pick the winner. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Now, yeah, now, granted... They have ones where you pick the your your payouts better, right? You're picking the spreads, but no, they have uh, they have games where just straight you up. Actually, you're uh, picking straight up. Great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And I I was doing I was doing really good with that when I was living out there in Vegas. So, I'm hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely. Well, you know, I've told the story before about my. Uh, what year was it? Two thousand two, two thousand three. I went out there. A bunch of a bunch of people gave me money to put money down on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, which I did. I put a hundred bucks myself on the Dolphins. This was August. The season hadn't even begun yet. And while I'm there, I'm looking. Well, I, I, I'm looking at the sheet the way they used to do it back then. They gave you this sheet with mm-hmm. tiny, tiny prints so with all the games on them. Every, right. every, everyone had its own number. Uh, and I got the thing. I started looking at the baseball, and I saw the Marlins were like some ridiculous odds to win the World Series. And I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. should I put 10 or 20 bucks on the Marlins? Just for, just because. Mm-hmm. And I decided against it, which was really dumb. When you think about what I pissed away 10 or 20 bucks on. Well, lo and behold, that was the year Jack McKeon was the manager. Jack, wake up! I swear he slept on... But the Marlins made 
a run. By the way, the uh, Florida Marlins at the time, now the Miami Marlins, they've won the World Series twice, have never won the division. The both times they got in as a wild card. They came in as wild cards, yeah. They came in as wild cards. I do remember that. Yep. So I'm looking. I see. So they beat the Yankees that year in a World Series. And as much as I shouldn't have, I checked online and see what what it would have paid out. If I had put down a $20 bet on the Marlins, and the odds were crazy, I think I would have won about four or five grand. They were really, really, they were at the bottom. They were at the bottom to to win it all. And why I didn't just... I got to ask you a favor. Uh Uh-oh. I think John's going to... uh, It's that time, kids and kittens. What's that? I'll be I'll be back. John will be back, ladies and gentlemen. So he's gonna uh, he's gonna do what he's got to do. We're gonna put him on. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna take him out. I'm gonna be here by myself for just a few few minutes. John has hospital business that he needs to take care of. Me meanwhile, while he's doing that, let's take a let's take a we got, we still have some chips in the bag. So let's take a look at one of these. You are describing a coup. I'm not sure you should call it a coup. I mean, these people can barely speak English, much less order a creme brulee. January the 6th was an attack that made Antifa look like Disneyland. I knew those are people that love this country. That said, the next time a Republican starts with their law and order bullshit, I will not allow angry mobs. Ask them about the hundred cops they assaulted on January the 6th. I grew up in D.C. and my dad was a cop. They defended the Capitol all the way back to the War of 1812. Ask Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley. They were there. The attack started with these beer-bellied rednecks, egged on by Fox and these traitorous mama's boys. Myself and 60 of my colleagues to object. And it ended up with a dead cop and dozens more hospitalized. These Capitol Hill police weren't just defending a building and the people inside. They were patriots defending our precious freedoms. Even the ones these hillbillies cherish, like NASCAR, Kid Rock, and blowing off your fingers on the 4th of July. You don't have to love cops every day, but January the 6th, you might give it a try. Damn right. Winning. Where is Kamala? I'm in the Capitol. All right. That was a great one. So great. I wound up playing it for a second time where you played that in hour one. That's not what I was going for. Here's the one we were trying to get out there to you folks. Found guilty on five of six counts. Jeffrey Epstein and this monster raped young girls, but they weren't alone. Key witness, if she were credible. That's Alan Dershowitz, a member of President Trump's impeachment defense team. He was Epstein and Trump's lawyer, who admitted to getting a massage at Epstein's place from a girl of questionable age. Now that's f***ed up. But with this caveat. I kept my um, uh, underwear on during uh, the massage. You can't make that shit up. The Mar-a-Lago party shows Trump giving Epstein his personal attention. Trump, who knew Epstein well, said this about Maxwell. Just wish her well, Frank. Whoa, you wish her well? He likes really young girls. <sighs> she helped break children. But, but I wish her well. Prince Andrew, Senators George Mitchell and John Glenn. All who flew on Epstein's sex plane. Trump alternates between dancing and pointing out women to Epstein. Someone needs to stand up for these victims. One of the worst crimes imaginable. And if you participated in this, fuck you. And I hope Epstein's old cell is empty. I am the chosen one. Damn right. Where is Kamal? Storm in the Capitol. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, so Giselle Maxwell will be spending most likely the rest of her days in the Who's Gal. And, uh, oh, let's not forget the uh, the three gentlemen, the uh, rednecks, the Georgia Ahmaud Aubrey's killers were sentenced this week. And uh, 
they're not going to see the light of day anytime soon, which is fantastic. I do believe my uh, my my singing partner is back. Hello, John. Hello. Hello. So don't, anyway, don't let it, me stop you. Oh, playing that clip. I love that one. I don't have that clip. I was just going to talk about oh. it. No. Well, why not? <laughs> said the man who's oh, been yeah. said the man who doesn't have to produce this stuff. Oh, I see. <laughs> hey, listen. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about. And is there now? No, so should should have been no surprise considering I was looking it up and uh, looking it up there on the yes because I couldn't. I couldn't remember his first name. Yes, go ahead. But uh, have you resolved that issue? Your, your buddy uh, 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 Djokovic. Yes. Go ahead. Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Yes. 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 So he's putting up a big hoo-hoo about the fact that can't. Uh, can't play in the Australian Open. It looks like looks like they they're, they're not letting him in the country, and he's just having just an absolute shit fit about it. Uh, because oh why? Well, because Australia is one of those countries that actually is you know at least that particular region of Australia is is saying listen. Rules are rules. I don't. We don't care who you are. We're not giving you any kind of a little, uh, a, a little uh, pat on the on the head and say, "Oh, that's okay. You're a famous t- tennis player, so number one ranked. Uh, number one ranked. Yeah. Now, if I remember correct, if I remember correctly about the story, he would neither confirm nor deny whether or not he had been vaccinated. That's all they said to him was, you know, are you vaccinated? And he wouldn't. Now, a lot of people were initially saying, this is an outrage. How? What does he do now? It's very simple. Get the vaccine. Well, now, as it turns yeah. out, now, as it turns out, he had the virus a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Why he didn't just say anything uh, uh, at the time? <laughs> I. I Thank God he's in a hospital. So anyway, uh, oh, sorry about that. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, John's John's having a fit there. Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah, that was a goodie. That was a goodie. <laughs> Again, thank goodness you were in the hospital. Exactly. You're about to. Bl- anyway, he. Uh, it seems to me the little bit I know about the situation is that he uh, he made more of it than he needed to. He He's still not gonna. They're still not gonna let him in. No, I would. I don't blame them. I don't yeah. blame them. By the way, I just got word that I am done with this job as of tomorrow. <laughs> oh, bummer! I have to drop the van off tomorrow and. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, this job was supposed to be done uh, almost a month ago. Uh, yeah, I, but 
you seemed like it seemed like you were enjoying it i was but this is no surprise this is no we were supposed and then we were supposed to be done we were supposed to be done before christmas anyway you cut it so anything i've gotten since then is uh you know it's just been bonus it's just been bonus yeah 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 so that's cool uh anyway uh whatever his name is you know look he doesn't want to cooperate that's fine they 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 got they got him by the balls they got him by the balls so you know i i wouldn't uh i'm not shedding it he's one of these people that that thought you know thought he was because you know do you know who i am Mm, well apparently and we we know who you are and we know that uh, you're trying to be coy about your vaccination status right. and, you know we here in the melbourne area we don't we don't, we don't play that game mm-hmm. so whether you know maybe maybe you have been vaccinated and you're just trying to maybe you're trying to be a politician about it i, right. I don't know but now i don't feel one bit sorry for him at all nope well, now I got other things on my mind. Now I just found out, from what I just found out, now, oh, thank goodness today's the quote-unquote warmer day, because now I got to get all my junk out of this van. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not going to be horrible, but I still, I got to I gotta unload everything. I got the, the, the camera system and all that. So, I mean, I've got all day to do it, but my dolphins play at 4.30 today, or they, they're in the late slot. Uh they, I guess they were put there. And I'd, I'd offer to help you. No, you I'd wouldn't. offer to help you, but you know, I got a bad leg and all, and you know, I'm a little tied up right now. Who are you kidding? So, you, I'd offer to help you. Nothing you would enjoy more than if I could hook a camera out there and you could watch me struggle. Would I do that to you? I'd do it to you. I've already oh, done it to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have. Man. I have. Did it today, as a matter of fact. So, my goodness, gravy. Well, we're uh, oh, we're getting down to the the end of the line here. Uh, let's let's talk about. Here's what I want to talk about. Don't forget, kids and kittens. While we don't have the, uh, we'll we'll have a we'll put a promo out there during the week remember we have baseball hot stove league baseball every saturday 1 p.m and 4 p.m classic games from the past if you want a little baseball to keep your keep your day going well there you have it uh saturday night saturday we're playing a bunch of stuff that that happens saturday 1 1 p.m 4 p.m 8 p.m saturday nights a sherlock holmes mystery uh 45 minutes you're in you're out you're uh, from start to finish you're done and over. Uh, I, and I think everybody will enjoy that. And, of course, we start the day in the morning at 9 and at 9.30 a.m. with The Lone Ranger. hi Silver! And, I actually listened to that this, uh, yesterday. And we have The Lone Ranger plays also on, on Sunday prior, just immediately prior to this show. So you can get uh, – and we're going to be adding a few, a few – now that I don't have a job – Oh, you're gonna have time on your hands. I got time on my hands. I got to bring this. I I got to be at the office at about seven thirty tomorrow, and then I got to drop the van. I'll be home by ten, ten, eleven o'clock, and uh, and that's that for now. 
that's that so uh so i knew what i was gonna ask you I what's just, that just slipped my mind so guess what after a few weeks after the end end of the nfl season guess what's starting uh birthday season oh the usfl spring football again yeah 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 how i was just reading something about that when are they starting up uh, is it April? All I know is they're saying spring. I, I believe that. I think it's April. It might be even March. No, I think it's April. Okay. Could be right. Um, eight teams. Eight teams. Mm-hmm. All of them All of them were at one point in time or another a uh, an original USFL. Well, I don't know if I'd go so far as original. Well, uh, as far they, as before they went under. There are names, but here's one I'll tell you about. You've got the the, is it the New Orleans Breakers? Uh, the New Orleans Breakers. They were in the league for I think three years. They played in three different cities. Started in Boston, went to New Orleans, and then went to Portland, Oregon. They never played the same place tw- two years in a row. <laughs> now, that's a league that was actually doing pretty darn well show of hands who wants to take a guess who screwed that up uh i don't know wound up uh, getting uh i seem to remember is guy that eventually wound up being president that's the one like that that's the one is that the one okay that's the one the usfl was carving a nice little niche out for themselves and uh Trump, as the owner of the the New Jersey Generals, he got in his head because he wanted to be an NFL owner in the worst way, which is how he would have done it in the worst way. Yeah, they there were multiple attempts to buy the Buffalo Bills, or at least one attempt, I should say, and he decided let's sue the NFL, some antitrust thing or whatever, whatever the basis was. Well, they went to court and uh, sued for damages. And the judge found for them and awarded them the princely sum of $1. Now, in a case like that, damages are tripled, so they were awarded $3. That check to this day has never been cashed. I've seen photos of it. It is, I forget who has it. Uh, Somebody who used to be affiliated with the USFL. But that had a chance at going. Oh, they were having their problems. But suing to be part of the NFL, that was not going to happen. Not not by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. So, so there you have that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at the USFL. Maybe we'll have a little fun with that. Uh, I would really like hey, to see it. We took a try. We, we took a try at Canadian football at eh? this point in time. Eh, it's too hard to follow. Uh, I would love to see a spring league take off. We really do need a place where fringe players and rehabbing players and whatnot can get out there and get some reps and, and show people what they can do. Uh, Kurt Warner, if not for the Arena Football League, nobody would know who Kurt Warner was. But he was able to get there. He played quarterback for the Iowa Barnstormers. Coolest helmets ever. 
ever. I I agree with the with the goggles. First time I saw them, I almost lost it. This is a clever uh-huh. idea. This was a clever idea. So, uh, yeah, I I want to see. <coughs> excuse me. Besides fixing my cough, I would love to see spring football takeoff well before we get out of here we're just seconds away once again thanks everybody for listening uh tune into the station the rest of the week we have kind of updated the website so there's there's kind of stuff there now not really but it's updated at the very least that's a beautiful thing well thanks for putting up with me today i wasn't that i wasn't on my a game Hey, had a good time nonetheless. So, for that guy over there, Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. You talk too much. I got the money. Sleep The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there.